Arjun Bhaptani, the founder of Connects. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Good. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. So what we're going to do today is give everybody a quick five-minute roundup of what Connects does. Please do me a favor and give me that 101 right now. Absolutely. Um, Connects is an interoperability protocol. Um, we enable communication between blockchains that includes everything from like token transfers to really arbitrary communication. Um, what we want to do in our vision for the future is like users should not really need to know or care what chain they're on. Um, the notion of needing to care what chain you're on is, is really bizarre. Like today, when you use YouTube, you don't have to know anything about how Google's distributed database infrastructure works. You just use the app. Um, the future of the interchain can't be users having to go and manually switch networks in MetaMask. It does just, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, this has been the vision of Connext for, since we were founded back in 2017 has basically been, let's make this technology usable um, and we feel really strongly that what it will take to get there is to, to like abstract out the chain piece completely. Um, mm -hmm. We do this by plugging into a lot of the existing infrastructure that's out there. So this is really the, the way that Connects differs from, from other bridges and other interop protocols is we don't try to reinvent the wheel. We instead try to plug into canonical bridges. And we basically build a layer on top of all of that, uh, like an L2 for the canonical bridges um, that just makes transactions happen like near instantly between chains for whatever application you're using. And then those transactions settle later via things like the rollout bridges. Um, so as a user, you get a fast, cheap, extremely like uh, very, very reliable experience. Um, and then as a, as a liquidity provider in the system or a node in the system, you are secured by the underlying chains, the underlying canonical bridges. So you, you give like the best possible security as well. Love that. Do you have a token? Yes, we do. Why do you need a token? <laughs> we are working towards a model where... Um, like it's, we're, we're an infrastructure network, right? And there's mm -hmm. actors in our infrastructure network called routers um, that are the, the, basically the actors that are like fronting capital and then executing transaction data on the destination chain. Um, those routers uh, interact with each other and interact with our sequencer. So Connext is actually technically itself a rollup. Um, that whole system requires like at the moment requires allow listing. Um, we don't want to allow anybody to come in and be a router in the system because then they could front run the system um, and basically capture MEV. Um, so it's, that's just like net negative for the users uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the ecosystem. Um, staking uh, is how we fix that. So that's, that's one of the things that we've, we've been talking about for a while and thinking about um, is how do we make it possible for there to be a permissionless ecosystem of routers and sequencers? Anybody can come and run this infrastructure because that's one of the core principles of blockchains, um, but do that in a way where those, those permission, permissionless actors are still beholden to like some of the network rules, right? You still mm -hmm. you need to make sure that these people are behaving in the correct way. Um, staking is how that happens. Um, and so uh, staking is not yet live in the network right now. Next is used mostly for, is really used largely for DAO governance, but um, this is one of the like key hypotheses we have around why, like how we can get this infrastructure to the point where it's no longer something that's like really operated by the DAO or anything like that, uh, or like there's no kind of like whitelisting or allow listing mechanism operated by the DAO anymore. Instead, it's this like truly open internet, like uh, open protocol that anybody can interact with. So everybody knows if they listen to my show or listen to me for about, <laughs> you know, I've been doing this for quite some time, uh, knows that I have a huge caution with uh, cross chain yeah. tra transactions, layer twos and so on and so forth, because hacks happen a lot. People lose their money. There's no uh, way to re recoup their, their cash. Now, I've got three questions that came out of that. Uh, number one, how do you address uh, interoperability and the whole in that risk? Uh, number two, um, have you ever been hacked? And three, if if you do have a hack, uh, what do you have and what um, mitigating procedures do you have or insurances that people can get their money back? Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good question. So I, I want to preface this by saying, like, we're very intimately aware of this problem, obviously. Um, 
uh, connects, uh, especially so because we we started the project back in like 2017, um, and like the the kind of core goal of Connects was always let's figure out how to make this infrastructure usable for everybody. Um, and pretty quickly that led us into L2 research. We were actually one of the first like L2 R&D teams in the space. We built one of the first L2s on Ethereum back in 2018. Um, uh, that mindset of like let's figure out how to build systems that are fundamentally secured by Ethereum because that is really the only way to get safety is like you you stop, you don't like go and build your own chain. You don't go and build your own like multi-sig validator set or whatever. You instead like rely on the pieces that already exist. That 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 conservative mentality is I think what has driven like the space to move towards rollups and what has driven like our own architecture. Now, how do we address this stuff specifically? Um, I mentioned earlier that Connects doesn't really like we, we do things a little bit differently in, in that we don't like roll a lot of our own infrastructure. Um, the way that we think about Connects is like, we're only solving one small piece of the overarching interoperability problem. And we think that a lot of the other pieces of the interoperability problem are already solved. So like getting into and out of Arbitrum, for example, the most secure way to do that is the Arbitrum bridge. Um, there's really no, like any any other system that you use that is has its own security mechanism is fundamentally introducing new assumptions and that is fundamentally a security risk. Um, for Connext, the way that Connext works is we actually make all of the cross-chain transactions that we do, they're all settled via these chain bridges. They go through the Arbitrum roll-up bridge, they go through the Optimism roll-up bridge. All of those transactions are posted to Ethereum in, in large batches in Merkle Roots and, uh, and then are like relayed to every other chain. Um, and so fundamentally, the system is actually secured by Ethereum and it's secured by the bridges that you're already using. Um, we're mm -hmm. trying to avoid adding a, any additional assumptions. Um, now, of course, that you know, going through Ethereum for every transaction would be would otherwise be quite expensive, and so we have this layer that kind of sits on top of everything. Um, you know, we used to call this cross-chain execution. Now, it, today's terminology, it would be called intents. Um, we have an intent layer that sits on top of our network that then makes all of these transactions happen instantly for the user, um, uh, and then remain secured by the underlying bridges. So, um, ba so basically, what you said is uh, you found a way to mitigate that. You have not had any hacks. Is that correct? We were hacked one time back in 2018 um, when we were working with a project called SpankChain. Um, the I hack was, Spank I think, yeah, the hack was, I think, for $10,000. It was uh, at the time one of the only things that really had any traction in the space. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And what procedures do you have if, you, if this does happen again? Do you have any kind of insurance? Do you have any kind of uh, fund that is sitting there waiting to say, hey, you know what, we got? couple million dollars set aside in case something bad happens is that is yes or no yeah sort of um so i think there's there's a bunch of different things that have to happen right um there's preventative measures um like way before you even get to that hack stage then there's like measures that need to be taken in order to like with the live infrastructure to reduce the risk of a hack occurring or mitigate the, the like potential fallout and then there's like how remediation happens for the preventative measures, I think we do a lot of like what other projects do, where we have a very, very thorough like security and auditing process, and we we work with like founding platforms like Immunify, and we work really, really closely with a lot of the security researchers in the space. Um, beyond this, though, we have a we have a very philosophical aspect, which is like we minimize the necessity for like Connects to be holding funds. We minimize the necessity for Connects to be actually owning control over anything directly, uh, in a way that's not at least like limited or gated. So like. For example, Connexus TVL is not very high because the capital efficiency of the system is extremely high. And uh, and we, we are working towards a model where ideally, the ideal outcome is Connexus has no TVL whatsoever anymore because it doesn't make sense. We don't want to own TVL. We, we think locking assets into the protocol creates a risk in the first place. Um, so that's that's kind of like present preventative stuff. Um, the real-time stuff, uh, we have basically monitoring system um, that's based around a system of watchers in our, in our network where... Watchers are constantly observing transactions that are happening and will pause the network if they notice fraud occurring. 
um, this is this is kind of normally used in other optimistic systems like rollups, um, and it's something that I think is a really really good pattern, especially in this early stage while this infrastructure gets gets to maturity. Um, and then of course there's like the post hack mitigation, um, and so by limiting the fallout of of potential hacks using things like rate limits, um, we've done a lot of work around uh, around standardizing how like things how like limitations can be put into like token transfers, for example, with a with a standard that we put out recently called XERC20. Um, uh, by limiting the fallout of those things, we're basically we can we can curtail the potential damage down to like the order of millions of dollars rather than like tens or hundreds of millions of, of dollars, right? And and at that point, it is something that is recoverable. At that, I think how we would handle that is really dependent on the situation. It's really a case by case basis because, of course, like there's a lot of different configurations for how it would happen. But what we would want to do in that case is like work with our own DAO treasury, work with like the DAO treasuries of the folks that are affected to figure out some some potential solution um, that makes users whole again. Um, because yeah, I think I think it's really important, and we've we have unfortunately been on the receiving end of this ourselves with with um, with our close partnership with Nomad uh, a couple of years ago where. We were building on top of their ecosystem, and uh, and uh, when when the Nomad hack happened, and we were very fortunate in that like the damage to Connect itself was actually quite minimal. But of course, we saw the the outcome of that, and like there was a lot of our own users that were affected. In fact, team members are personally very significantly affected. Um, right. So we we think that this is really the only way to like have a safe interchain. Understood, understood. Arjun, I really appreciate the ten minutes you gave us today to give us a quick one on one on Connect. Where can people find you really quick? Of course. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Arjun Bhuptani. Um, my last name is a little hard to spell, so it's probably be somewhere in, in written form. Um, uh, you can also follow at Connects Network. I think that's probably the better one. Um, and then we also have a Discord, um, discord.gg slash Connext. C-O-N-N-E-X-T. Love it. Thank you very much, man. Of course. Thank you for having me.